You're listening to the Million Dollar Sellers Podcast with your host, Nick Shuquette. Today's show features another amazing entrepreneur who has found success online. Now, let's learn what it takes to be a million dollar seller. All right. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Million Dollar Sellers Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Shuquette. And today we have Jonathan Jesper on the call. Uh, Jonathan, thanks for coming on, man. It's always good to chat with you. Uh, super excited to have you on here and get to know you a little better. Um, why don't you let everyone know uh, just a little bit about yourself, where you're from and, and where you're staying at today? I know you've moved around a little bit, so why don't you let us know about that? Yeah. So my name is Jonathan Jesper. I am 33 years old now, getting older. And I have, I've been married for 11 years. I have two kids, one on the way. I live in Las Vegas, Nevada, about half the year. And then I'm also in Puerto Rico. Uh, We made the move for tax purposes. And currently I'm transitioning to Puerto Rico. So I'm in a hotel room right now. And uh, i been selling on Amazon since I guess 2015, but more full time was 2016. So about five years now. Cool, man. I didn't know you had uh, another one on the way. Yeah, we were, uh, weren't we talking with Frankie and he was trying to convince us four is the way to go. So (laughs) I was like, you know, okay, well, we'll we'll do one more, one at a time, step by step. Nice. So how long, um, how far in are you guys for number? Uh, two? She'll, she'll be doing June. Okay. Okay. You guys know if it's a boy or a girl yet or boy, boy. Nice. I know you already had, do you have a boy girl and a boy? Yeah. So we're playing with house money now. Uh, really didn't matter yeah. to us what it is. Cause we've, we've got the basic covered. I feel sorry for people that have like three boys and they're like, okay, we'll do one more. And then yeah. it's gotta be nerve wracking. Like, please a girl, please yeah. a girl. <laughs> Man, yeah, me and you are in the same boat. I just had, you know, I've got two with my current wife and one from an old relationship, boy, mm-hmm. girl, boy. So yeah, you're right. It's like, you feel good about that. I'm uh, following in your footsteps then, boy, yes. girl, boy. <laughs> nice, man. Well, that's super exciting. Stoked to hear that. I didn't know you had another one on the way, man. Um, that's great. Super excited for you guys. Um. So yeah, man, you're, you're in Puerto Rico now. And, and I know that you said you made that move for tax benefits and, and I definitely want to dig into that, but I want to hear a little more about, you know, how you got into this crazy world of, of selling on Amazon. I know back in 2015, uh, you know, it's kind of like the wild, wild West, a lot of doubt, but a lot of wins, uh, during that time. But I imagine, some people kind of looked at you like you were crazy when you told them you, you were an Amazon seller or you were going to try and be an Amazon seller. So tell us a little bit about how you got started and, and why Amazon. Uh, sure. To tell that accurately, though, I probably have to go back a little bit to the start of my entrepreneurial journey. Uh, fun fact about me is I've never had a job in my life. And uh, after I finished high school, uh, I lived in a van for about three years. And I had these, uh, I got, I imported these like window ornaments. They're from the Philippines. They're made out of seashells. And from the Philippines, it would cost like a $2, $1.53 a unit. And then I would literally just go like to stores and parking lots, knock on doors and just sell them. And I would sell them between like 20, 30, $40. And 
it was there that I kind of got this confidence. I learned a few, I learned a lot of lessons. If anyone ever wants to like face your reality, just get some product and go knock on doors and try to sell it. <laughs> yeah. you, you will be faced up against your limitations real quick. And I, but I learned a lot of valuable lessons. Uh, one of the deepest ones was that actually accomplishment and results is a very spiritual thing. It's not just by uh, luck or talent. There's actually principles to success. During that time, I read a book called Think and Grow Rich. And it was talking about like Napoleon Hill studied the most successful people. And he was like, there's clear principles of success. And I experienced those selling stuff on the street. And the other big confidence I got is, oh, I can make money. And it was a fun experience. I went all over the US. I went up through Canada. I went to Alaska. Uh, in Alaska, I flew out to like indigenous villages. We can't get there by car. And I would sell these to the natives and just totally different experiences. I did, I went through Europe and did it. Tremendous life experiences. For me, it was the best training. I did college, I quit college, but I kind of viewed that time of my life as like my real education time. And um, so that was my like, first taste of being like an entrepreneur. After that, I was like, I want to build a business. I want to build a financial foundation. And to get to Amazon was just like failure after failure after failure. Uh, my first business is I partnered with my dad and we set up coffee machines inside Walgreens drugstores. At that time, McDonald's just released their cafe line. And we we're like, we can compete with them. Everyone goes into drugstores. People go, there's a thousand, 2000 people visit a Walmart a day, a Walmart, Walgreens a day. And that people like coffee. So we thought it could work in Asia and Europe, every like corner store or drug store or, conven or convenience store had a cappuccino machine. So we set them up. We said it was really cool. It had like a little lamp. So you'd feel like you're in a cafe and you can order cappuccino, mocha, those type of things. And we thought it was going to work. We set up 14 locations and we couldn't make it work. I think the highest we got was like eight sales a day. And that was a big hit. I was like 22. And uh, collectively, my dad and I, we lost 100 grand on the project. So for me, it was a 50 grand hit. And after that, I did a service where we sold flowers at school graduations. So we would partner with the school. And so when people would graduate, they could buy flowers for the graduate. And we would split and give the, uh, a donation to school for every product that we sold. That worked all right. But it was a little hard for me to scale. And so then I did a physical products business where we sold, we imported products and we sold them in kiosks inside of a shopping mall. I feel like a lot of people listen to the podcast like, what the hell's a shopping mall? That's how like far <laughs> we've gone in e-commerce and Amazon yeah. taking over. But in 2011, 12-ish, a lot of people were still shopping in malls, especially Christmas time. And so I set up these, uh, I set up these stores and it was intense because I did it just during Christmas time. So I would open up locations from like Black Friday to the first week. And I would open, I, and whenever I do something, I'm like I always want to go big. So I tried to open up 12 locations across the country and it was a mess. Everything that could go wrong went wrong. And um, I had employees stealing money. I, at one point, like a location wasn't working. I was like, why are the results so low? So I went and visited it and I found the employee with headphones on, their feet up on the kiosk, just chilling, everyone walking by. Uh, we've had inventory issues. We, had, we were on the news because we didn't have our tax documents filed. So they uh, interviewed, and I had a poor high school student there, man. And we had this, we were interviewed for the company that was cheating the system and not 
filing their registration papers. Wow. And so she's getting interviewed. How do you feel to be cheating the system? And I'm like, we literally set up 10 locations in like two weeks. And I'm like, no, we did this. I remember doing this. The next day I get a call and the it's from the tax office. And they're like, we're so sorry. We're so sorry. I'm like, what happened? And they're like, well, the news came by and asked if there's any businesses that didn't have their tax registrations done. We saw that yours was just filed, but it wasn't done yet. I'm like, I filed it. We like, we know. The lady that was filing yours had yours on a stack of papers, but she was sick that day. And she wasn't there to say, oh no, they're getting, they're in part of the registration. Um, at the end of it all, and it's a, it's a fun story because it's how I got to Amazon. And I think it's a really good lesson. At the end of it all, I was about like break even or something like that. And then I get a call from my uh, CPA saying, there's actually two states we didn't file a sales tax for yet. And I'm like, shit, oh, shoot. I don't know what I'm about to say on this podcast, but uh, <laughs> shoot. And he's like, yeah, you lost another, that's going to be 20 grand. And then in my head, I'm like, I lost money again. At that point, I was really like down and I started to really ask myself, Jonathan, why are you so aggressive? Why do you like, why are you ambitious? Why don't you just do a simple like side hustle? You have enough skills. You can go and make some money and you can do it on the side. You can work like two days a week and you can pay for all your expenses. Everyone will look at you and they'll be like, oh, Jonathan's the man. Like he only works two days a week. The rest of the day, he's got all his free time and he's having fun and playing video games and whatever else people want to do on their free time. And I was so tempting. I'm like, I could do that. And I would look good in front of other people instead of now I feel like I'm a failure in front right. of other people. If anyone on the podcast listening, if you've ever done something, you have to pass the Christmas test or the Thanksgiving test. And that is when you've kind of failed at something, it sucks to go home for Thanksgiving and Christmas because then everyone that matters to you is like, so how's it going? And especially if you have like a, a sibling or someone else is doing really well, then they're going to be gloating about, oh, I'm advanced in this and this area. And everyone's like, wow, you did such a good job. How are you doing, Jonathan? It's like, oh, we, I failed another business. And I was really tempted to just say, you know what? I'm not going to play it big anymore. I'm just going to play it small. And at that moment, I thought to myself, if I did that, I imagined I was on my deathbed and I was looking back at my life. And I, I decided to play it safe. How do I feel about myself? Yeah. And everyone else would think I lived an okay life, but I knew I had this burning dream in my heart. I had this desire to do something big and I chickened out. I was, and I thought to myself, you know, I can't live like that. Even if I go and strike out every single time for the rest of my life, it is better than being in that position and feeling that way. At that point, I came across a quote from, uh, from Earl Nightingale. He's like one of the godfathers of personal development. And he said, success is the, pro uh, is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal or dream. And when he said that, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Most people think you're successful when you hit a certain financial number. But the problem with that is it doesn't matter how big you get. There's always people that have more. Yeah. It's, it's very subjective. Some people think you're successful when you have a job title, when you reached a certain like stage in your career. But the same thing, there could be people above, below you. And I know people that have accomplished a lot and they're miserable. And if someone's miserable, are you really successful? 
And that definition, what it really said is the minute you commit a dream, there's a dream in your heart. The minute you commit yourself to it and go forward from that point on, you are successful because you're going after something you want and that matters. And whether you're going up or you're going down, it's all part of the journey and it's a constant journey, but it's all part of your success. And when I realized that I made a determination to myself, I'm like, I will never, ever quit on my dream. I was cleaning up one of my last mall kiosks and it was a final one of the season. And a lady walks up to me and she's like, oh, we have a store closing. And to just want to let you know, I'm letting everyone know today is going to be 70% off. I'm like, 70% off. That's a good margin. Yeah. And at that time, I've heard the rumblings that you could actually sell something on Amazon. People are telling me about it like 2012 and 11. And I was like, no, no, you can't sell anything on Amazon. Like, and that's just like, you know, like simple things. But I thought, you know, I'll give it a try. Now, what I should do is I should be doing is just doing something conservative. But I'm always aggressive. So I took the I took the biggest credit card I had and I put $10,000 on that credit card. <laughs> I bought out one third of the store. Like everyone was just watching me. I literally just was coming out of the store, going to my kiosk with like one third of the merchandise. And I was like listing it and I was I didn't know what the hell I was doing, putting it in boxes with tape and uh, then carrying it over to where they have the shipping and having a UPS guy come in. I had my own show. Like I took up like a big section of that mall. It was like the Jonathan Jesper show there. And I shipped it all off. And then I woke up two days later and when I woke up and look at my phone and everyone that first sells on Amazon knows this feeling when you get that email that says, congratulations, your items sold. Da, da, da. I'm like, Whoa. And I sold like 30 items nice. while I was sleeping. Yes. And I was like, wait a second no employees. I didn't have to stand around waiting for customers. I didn't have to convince a customer. I didn't have to talk to anyone. I didn't have to have the inventory issues. I just put stuff in a box and shipped it away. The light bulb went off. And from there, I tried retail arbitrage where it's the same thing. You find things that are on sale, you buy them, you ship them, and then you, uh, you make the difference. I did wholesale. The problem with both retail arbitrage and wholesale, retail arbitrage was hard because it required me to have to go out and find products all the time. Wholesale yeah. was difficult because I was competing with other people on the same products and it would be a race to the bottom and I couldn't of uh, price and I couldn't control the quality. Then I discovered a course called The Amazing Selling Machine and they talked about selling your own private label products. And they had me at hello. Like the first sentence I knew, like that's what I got to do. And so I jumped in, did it, and just started building ever since. Man, that is a that is such a great story, and I can relate to it so much. And it kind of gives me goosebumps listening to it because it's like it's it's similar to mine, except mm -hmm. like at some point I gave up. You know, I did give up, and but I can relate to that burning desire inside. Like you got to do more, man. You got to do more. And, you know, I turned to some pretty bad things to kind of numb that voice inside of me. But, you know, it's like something bigger than myself wasn't going to let it not happen. Right. Like sure. I still ended up, you and I still ended up in similar positions. Um, you know, so, man, that's just so cool that you just kept taking that risk and that you didn't give up. And I'm just so stoked for you, man, because that's such a great story. And that's the type of stuff that really, you know, could motivate someone in my position, you know, 10 years ago 
and maybe they're on the verge of giving up and they're just like, no, no way. Jonathan didn't give up. I'm not giving up. I have that burning desire. This is what success looks like for me. And I'm going to accept the ups and downs um, because there's always ups and downs, right? Like no matter where you go, no matter what path you walk in life, you're going to fall down. You just got to get back up and keep going. hundred uh, percent. And I have a huge respect for you, your story. I, every time I meet you, I tell you about it. Um, yeah. Talking about this stuff, there's probably nobody else I'd rather have hosting the podcast than you talk about this stuff. I mean, it's, it's pretty deep. It's, it's a uh, deep stuff. And I know for some people it comes easy and other people, you have to overcome a lot of barriers a lot of personal doubts, a lot of personal limitations. And I started to build this narrative that I feel at business. And one thing I want to say is that don't just think that this is a, this is not a Disney movie. It's not like I sell on Amazon and then it's happily ever after from then on. I actually have more stories and more failures and more than doubting myself. Like, am I an imposter? Can I really do it? There's a chapter in Think and Grow Rich uh, called Persistence. And one of the things Napoleon Hill did, he studied the equivalent of like the Elon Musk and the Jeff Bezos of this day. He also studied people that failed. And he was really clear. There's a huge difference between the really ultra achievers and the failures. And it's the principles they practice. And the one that he said stood out the most was persistence. He says, it's almost mm-hmm. like for some people, like this invisible hand is guiding you, like almost like preventing you from succeeding. But at some point, if you don't give up, the hand gives up and let's go. And then you have more success faster than you ever thought possible. Then you're like, well, where was all the success hiding all these lean years? Yeah. And so if there's anyone listening, you're in a similar position, you can make every mistake in the book. You can go bankrupt. You can do this. But as long as you don't quit, there eventually you'll figure it out. There has to be a way. It's almost like a law. The thing yeah. is, many people quit and quitting is the only failure that I, I see. Yeah, I truly believe that. Like if you have a vision, you have a goal, you have a dream and you work towards it and you don't give up, it will become a reality. Like I truly 100% believe that, that the only time you really fail is when you, when you throw in the towel and you just stop trying, um, you know, and it's amazing to realize that for yourself. Uh, but it's really cool to like, when you believe that anyone can, can do that and you have that desire to really speak that, uh, to other people and motivate them to keep trying to accomplish what they want to accomplish. And, you know, I think that's a passion of yours based on some conversations that we've had. I know it's a passion of mine to mm-hmm. motivate people, man, to, uh, to just not give up because that's when you really lose is when you, when you just give up. And, uh, when you, when that flip switches, you truly realize that like, Hey, anything is possible. Um, and anybody can accomplish this. Um, and I think that is like, it's not just business, right? Like it's Mm -hmm. maybe you're addicted to drugs. Maybe you're in a terrible relationship or, you know, you, you grew up with a bad family and you want to have a great family for yourself one day. Like, you know, those types of things can seem out of reach. Uh, you know, when you've spent life as a drug addict or you grew up with a terrible family or, um, you know, you, you've failed at multiple businesses or whatever the case may be. Um, you know, I can relate to that feeling of like feeling like no one else is going to want to be with me again, or no business idea is going to work out or, Oh, I grew up with a broken family, so I'm never going to have a whole family. 
Um, you know, stuff like that, man, is it can be very, very sad and depressing for a lot of people. And I think that's the great, like when I tell my story, it's kind of like how you said, well, I got to go back to this part and it might, it doesn't really have to do with Amazon, but you know, this is how I got started on this path and I can trace mine back, uh, very far, you know, to being a little kid when my parents first divorced. Right. Like that's really when my journey began, in my opinion. Um, and it sounds like that's kind of what you were saying about being in that van and living in the van and getting those seashells. And that's crazy that you started out there, man, because you're right. Like selling stuff door to door. I've had some of these experiences too. It's tough, man. Like you got to, you got to have some cojones to do that, man. Like that's a big, <laughs> that's so true. That, that's huge, man. Um, so did you use like any, um, did you do any like sales training for the door to door stuff or did you just kind of, no, it was more the opposite. I was, I thought I was a pretty good speaker. And so, um, I would just try to convince people. Right. And I would try to convince people with my intellect and my talking and my charm and like those kind of things. And I couldn't break through. And at one point I just didn't, uh, I just shortened what I said. I almost didn't do any of my manipulation tactics. I instead just focused on how excited am I? How happy am I? How grateful am I? How much am I caring about the person I'm talking to? And by saying less, but having this energy, people said yes. And they wanted to support and help me more. And I broke through. And, and is this, go ahead. Go ahead. What I realized that is that success, again, is based on internal principles. Almost everything that matters is based on internal principles. It's not what you say. It's not what you do. So some people on Amazon, they're like, what's the tactic? And tactics can help for sure. What's the big like thing strategy I need? But you got to make sure your mindset's right. Because if you have a mindset, it's like trying to drive with the parking brake on. You're going to blow up the engine. And so when our mindset's right, even if we have the wrong facts, the wrong tactics, we'll get the right one. We will meet, I have crazy experiences where I met the right person at the right time to help me get to the next level. Almost like, how could this be by coincidence? Right. What a coincidence. I needed that. You know, um, I really believe that there's these kind of internal principles that kind of guide our lives and they guide success too. And that's the thing I learned selling stuff on the street. It's not your talent. It's not what you say. It's not what you do. I noticed when uh, a few big lessons was I would focus on, if I was focusing on the other person, which is out of my control, I would get scared. They're going to reject me. They're going to close the door. They're going to say no. I would look at their facial expression and be worried, but I can't control all that. When I learned to only focus on what I can control, my attitude, how I feel, what I'm doing, my why, why I'm doing it, my goals, then I would have power. The second I would focus on what their reaction is going to be, I lost all that power. And there's something about being in the zone. When you're in the zone, people that play sports know it. Um, you do the thing. When you're in the zone, it's just like there's this energy there. It's like you can't lose. I would make more in an hour than sometimes I would in like three days when I'm in the zone. And so yeah. it's not by it's not by random chance. It's a it's somehow being locked in mentally and following the correct principles and you can get the result. Nice, man. So it's, it's, I imagine having all that experience and skills and carrying that into Amazon was like, 
you know, Amazon just probably multiplied a lot of those skills that you had developed. Um, so I know you, you did the reselling thing for a little bit on Amazon, but why don't you dig into, you know, how, how did you get to a million dollars in revenue and on the Amazon and what did that look like for you from a business and personal perspective? Sure. I got another story that goes with that too. So uh, on this podcast, I'll tell all my favorite stories. Cool, and cool. So my wife and I were pregnant with our first son and we had our list of what, pro- what products we wanted to do. And we decided to focus on a baby product. And it was like a baby bowls and spoons and like feeding supplies. And so we launched that and then we launched complimentary items. At first I was focusing on other things. And then it took a while. The logistics didn't work. The sourcing didn't work. Then I just looked at my product and I'm like, wait a second, I could probably make a bunch of different products out of this one product. So we made a set with like uh, bowls, spoons, a masher bowl, made that a set. I did the fork and spoon by itself as a fork and spoon set, made that a product. And I did those kind of things. And then we started to scale and then we got over 100K a month. And then we went over the million dollar mark. Uh, why I want to share next is because you mentioned, man, so now I have all this training. I have like this uh, PhD in sales and results and achievement that must have multiplied in your Amazon business. And why I want to talk about that, because for a lot of people, they might get frustrated because similar challenges or things come to them again and again. And so we had a situation in Amazon where our product went from almost breaking the thousand review mark, which at that time was like huge, and overnight it went to zero. Wow. And it tanked the sales. At that time, I just invited uh, some really close friends of mine to move to Las Vegas where I am and help me build this business together. All of a sudden our revenue declined. And I felt like an imposter, like, what do I do? Do I tell them that like, sorry guys, um, yeah, I know we, you flew down here to help me with this dream. We had this dream, we all wanna do it together, but I'm not that good. It didn't work, we're not gonna do it. And I was so tempted to do that because then I felt I could escape this feeling of like my not feeling confident and fear. And I started also have the same thoughts again. Wow, maybe I just got lucky with the baby products because here I am again and it's looking like another failure again. Here we are again, same spot. And when I felt all those things though, the previous experience taught me is I can't give up and not listen to those things, but it was obvious that I'm still building my self-image. I'm still working on that uh, true self-confidence because I would still doubt myself. It still comes up. It's not like you graduate and all of a sudden you're immune to feeling the same emotions anymore. Probably a lot of people on the podcast, they're thinking these high-level sellers, high-level people, they probably, it's easy for them. It's hard for me, but it's easy for them. And I want to share, I keep hitting those same walls again and again. just can't give up. So I didn't know what to do. But I just do whatever I could to persevere. And I'm at a conference. And in the conference, a friend goes, I'm talking to someone, and a friend comes up to me, Jonathan, there's a seller. He's got a strategy that no one's doing. It's totally different. And I think you would benefit. At that time, crypto was first exploding, and someone was talking to me about crypto. So I kind of felt obligated. I wanted to still talk. I'm like, uh, it sounds really cool, but I'm talking to this person right now. I don't really want to. He's like, oh, don't worry, don't worry. I'll record it for you. I'm like, well, that's sneaky. Thank you. And he, uh, <laughs> he records the conversation. I get the, I get the recording. And this guy's blowing me away. He does things that are totally out of the box. But I'm like, 
this could work. At the end of the recording, thank goodness, he's only talking to like a small group of people. He's like, I like you guys. You guys are really cool. For you, I'll give you my phone number. And if any of you guys would like a question, feel free to contact me. I'll be happy to help. So he gives the phone number. I have the recording. I write down the phone number and I'm like, I don't think he's going to remember who was actually there or not. (laughs) So I call him up. He's like, hello. I'm like, hey, thank you so much for sharing at the conference. Just wanted to say like, it was so awesome hearing. Oh, no problem. No problem. I'm happy to help. I'm like, you mentioned you were in Orlando, right? He's like, yeah, yeah, I live in Orlando. I'm like, that's so funny. I'm in Orlando tomorrow. And he's like, really? Really? Whoa, who would have thought? I know, coincidence. And he's like, okay, want to have lunch? I'm like, yeah, let's have lunch since I'm in Orlando tomorrow. I'm like, great, I'll see you tomorrow. Sure, I hang up right away, tell my wife, honey, I'm sorry, I'm in Orlando tomorrow. I get up, (laughs) buy the plane ticket. Buy the plane ticket. Take the red eye, don't sleep. Take the red eye. Because I'm in Vegas, they're Eastern time. So there's this time zone. So I'll take the red eye. I land at like 10, get the rental car, didn't sleep, go meet them for lunch, sit down with them. I tell them exactly my situation. I don't sugarcoat anything. And I'm like, what would you do if you were in my shoes? And he, like, grace of God, this person was just like, I would launch this kind of product from, and I'll give you the supplier and I would use this kind of strategy to launch it. And I wrote it down, I implemented it, and in three months, we 5X the whole business. Wow. And so is this a different product or the same? Mm-hmm. Different this product. The, okay. This is in the supplement space. So now I'm primarily in the supplement space. We barely do any volume in the uh, baby space. Okay. And is that what got you to a million in revenue? No, the baby, the baby products did. The baby products did? Correct. And that's the one that you lost your reviews on. Correct. Okay. And so how, like, was that, um, did you still have no employees? Just still no, you, I, maybe your no, wife? No, no, I had the team, like I shared, I brought team members on. Um, okay. They moved to Vegas. Like they left their comfort and their livelihood to come join me. Cause I'm like, no, if we're going to build it, let's do it all together. Same area. Nice. And so was, you were able to keep them around. Yeah. yeah right. Awesome. Exactly. I was able to, awesome. well, I want to give props to them. Uh, they really believed in the dream too. So they said, Jonathan, don't worry about paying us for a while. Okay. And so they really did their part and I'm forever grateful. Like that I have people that would believe in me when I don't even believe in myself and that they would buy into it like that much. Yeah. You know, and I think that goes back to kind of what we were talking about that kind of unknown force out there like it, mm-hmm. it, it starts to attract these people to you in your life in different ways that are just uh can be very supportive and very helpful and i've had those experiences in my life as well i even have had i've had a friend of mine a long time friend of mine um lost his job due to covid um mm. and he was like nick i want to learn amazon he's like i want to work for you you don't have to pay me I just want to learn. I want you to teach me everything. And like, he's been like coming on the level 10 meetings and like doing stuff on his own. And now we're launching a product together. And, you know, I think I'm going to give him a position in the brand management company. And like, it's just amazing Mm. that, that unknown force, man, that, that thing bigger than ourselves that's out there. Uh, 
just blows my mind constantly uh, on a regular basis. Uh, it's amazing when people like that can be put in your life and just really help you take things to the next level. I agree, man. I think that there's definitely something bigger and that's why you, this stuff can't be like by accident or by circumstance. Right. And, and there's something you mentioned before, like uh, that you were sharing that I really resonated with. And you mentioned when people have a desire and they really want to do something. And I just want to highlight that point too, because I think the most important thing you need to persevere and have persistence is that desire. When you have a burning passion or this dream in your heart that matters to you, it's the why, it's the fuel that can keep you going, even yeah. when, you're, when you're facing difficulties. And why I think the principle works that you won't fail is because I believe the reason that you have this desire, the reason you have this spark, this passion, is because it's that seed of greatness is in you to do it. Yeah. And if it wasn't, you wouldn't resonate with that idea at all. So therefore, you won't have a seed of greatness in you, this desire that you can't fulfill. It's actually a really cool thing. Most of us get scared because we don't want to be honest to our dreams. It's like it's hard. We have this fear of failure. We don't want to go after it. But it's actually that thing, that cave that we that cave we fear to enter holds the treasure we actually seek. Yeah. Yeah, so, man, I totally, I, it's, uh, I think the way, I really like the way you describe those things. You know, I always, I get a little long winded when I talk about those things, but I think the way that you describe them, like people can, people that may not have that burning desire, um, to do these really big things that seem ridiculous, um, could kind of like start to understand it a little bit. Um, because 100%. like it is something that like, I mean, I don't know where it came from, you know, like it was just there in me always. And it was why school was depressing to me because it just <laughs> taught me to like, go get a job and retire one day. And, um, you know, just, that's not what I wanted. And then like, just starting to enjoy, like enjoying life just kind of made it worse. You know, like I wanted to, I didn't want to have to ask for vacations. I didn't want to have to not surf when the waves are good. And, you know, I wanted to be able to spend time with my family on my own time. Right. Like those were the things that were real important to me. And those things didn't seem attainable, uh, from what I, from what was being taught to me. And that's definitely a big part of what sent me down this weird path that I fortunately somehow still ended up, uh, selling on Amazon. I mean, right before I started selling on Amazon was like, it was like the worst time of my life. Right. But like, mm. if, if that didn't happen, if that terrible time didn't happen, I would have never given some weird $20 training on how to sell on eBay a shot. You know, I would have been like, no, I'm good at my job. You know, I'm, I'm good here. Just being kind of comfortable. Um, but yeah, all that stuff had to happen for me to really like, open my mind again, back to that big, big dream, that big vision, that burning desire, uh, instead of continuing to just numb it. You highlighted something that's really, really deep and crucial because understanding my story, if that baby product didn't get to zero reviews, I might not have been so hungry to learn. I might've been content. I may not even have been at that conference, right? Like because I was in a spot, I was so hungry and willing to learn that when I heard someone could help me, when I heard something could work, I jumped on that thing. 
Yep. And so now it looked like that's the worst thing that could ever happen, but it actually was a great thing that happened. And so there's no such thing as actually a bad experience. There's an old Buddhist print. Uh, I think it's Buddhist principle of like this person goes to the farmer and he's like, Oh, you have this. He's like, it's such good luck, bad luck. He's like, good luck, bad luck. Who knows? At the end of it, it comes his son breaks his leg and can't work on the farm. He's like, Oh my gosh, the son broke his leg. That's such bad luck. He's like, good luck, bad luck. Who knows? And then they come to house to house notifying everyone's oldest son has to go to war. But in his house, his son can't go to war because he has a broken leg. And ah. the point is, is that we often are judging experiences instead of just saying yes and accepting we're judging experiences because we're, we have our plan of how we think things should go. And based on our experience, we're like, oh no, this is not part of the plan. And, but we're like a radar screen, right? And our radar screen's this big, the world's like this big. So yeah. we can only see things on our radar screen. And we're like, this doesn't fit in my radar screen of what's happening. If we knew what was outside the radar screen, we wouldn't be worried at all. We'd be like, please let everything, let it all burn to the ground. I'm getting yeah. a mansion next, you know? We wouldn't worry at all. So I think that's a big part of the trusting and the faith. I think life, if we want to be happy, we always have to have two things, faith and gratitude all the time. It doesn't matter what's happening to us. And it's a skill. It's not easy to do. But what you shared, I was just reflecting on. I'm like, yeah, that if that thing didn't happen to my baby products, I wouldn't have been hungry for that opportunity. I know there's someone that listening to this podcast, something crazy is going on in your life. Just know it's actually going to be, it's going to help you. Yeah. It's going to be an asset. Yeah. And it's crazy, man. I've almost trained myself when bad things do happen i'm immediately like something good's coming mm. something good's coming i'm gonna learn something from this or it's gonna put me in a position that i wouldn't be in if this didn't happen and i start looking for the blessing that's gonna follow this terrible thing uh that just you know this terrible thing that just happened to me um and now you start to develop this confidence that you can overcome anything that's thrown at you. Cause I'm sure you can relate, man. Like it never really gets easy selling on Amazon. Like you just start to be able to deal with these problems quicker through like, you know, you have, maybe you have standard operating procedures or maybe you've hired a general manager or something. And now, you know, they're taking on this load while you continue to focus on other things. So it's not that Amazon never gets easy, right? Like it just, uh, you just start to handle these situations differently. And you talked a little bit about mindset earlier and, and it just starts to change and you just start to look at things differently. And, and that's what makes it easier, right? Is when things start to change up here. That's how we, we make this business, uh, work for us, right? Like that's the great thing about Amazon is they handle so much for you on like the logistics side of things that you can really build this big business and really enjoy life. You know, whatever that looks like for you, whether it's spending time with your family, you know, maybe it's rock climbing all the time, or for me, it's surfing, right? Like that's what I want to be able to do. Um, what, what's business look like for you now, Jonathan, and, and what's some of the things you're working on? Uh, right now, business, I'm actually in part of another challenge. I didn't talk about it because um, I feel like it's another chapter in my story. I feel like I'm, I'm getting more and more of these like bullets in the chamber of 
oh yeah, you, you think you want to give up? Well, here's one experience I have and here's another. <laughs> and I keep thinking I graduated. Like I already been through it, I already committed. I'm not going to give up, but I keep going through shit. And I don't know, maybe it's to keep inspiring people, but I'm going through one right now. And um, what I want to do, I've been, I'm always looking, like you mentioned, looking for the blessings. I'm always trying to find the gold in, a, in the situation. I meant, I kind of give an analogy. It's Easter time. So I'm always looking for the Easter egg. If people going to Easter egg hunt, no, you could easily pass these Easter eggs. But when you're looking for an Easter egg, it could be the tiniest little sliver of like a foil wrapper of a chocolate hiding behind a plant. You'll see it because you're looking for it. Yeah. And and so I'm I'm looking for these uh, these experiences, and also I'm actually becoming happier because I realized when we had this challenge, I got scared. And why I got scared is because now we got into this higher level of success. I'm scared to lose it. And I'm scared to go down. Why? Why am I scared? Why am I scared to lose it? Because my ego and my brain is getting comfortable being this successful business owner. And I don't want to be viewed as a less successful business owner. I'm losing this thing that gives me the stimulation. And I'm practicing of just letting it go. I have everything in my life. I need to be happy. That's one thing also, like, I think people want to sell on Amazon and want to build a business. There's so much value. There's so many good things but it will not provide you that deep internal fulfillment you're looking for. That comes separate. I know I was talking to some big sellers right now. I talked to a big seller last week, does over 50 million in revenue a year. And he goes, you know when I was the happiest? When I had a job making 50,000 a year, that's when I was my happiest. It's like, well then what are we doing all this for? (laughs) And if anything, when you have more success, it's, easier to use that as stimulation and inflate your ego and then you become disconnected from the stuff that matters i was listening to a oh i guess he's almost a billionaire and um, on the tim ferris podcast his name is naval and he was talking about that now he's trying to kind of separate himself from anything like he used to be so excited about the material success and the car and the house and those kind of things but now he's just trying to separate himself he's like happiness is an internal thing It's it's a it's an inside job and it's a skill. It's a skill we have to develop. And so I do want to give that um, recommendation to anyone thinking about selling on Amazon, because once you taste some revenue and some success, it can be a drug, but it doesn't define you. And if, as long as you know that and you're working on that, then you can enjoy so much with the freedom to spend time with your family, go on vacations, to do what you want, when you want. You have that more of time and money freedom. Yeah. Um, and what am I working on? Well, one, I'm working on all these internal stuff. I'll always talk about this internal stuff first because for me, that's the main thing. I think money and results are great, but the real benefit of what we get when we accomplish things is who we become as people. That's the reward. When we die, we don't, it's not like we take our bestseller badge with us. You know, it's right. not like, I'm not going to have, like, it's not going to say on my tombstone, one of the first products that got to 100,000 ratings. You know, it's, uh, it's who am I as a person? That's the real value. Um, on the practical side, I'm really trying to learn to be a better like CEO. I'm trying to learn to understand my numbers better, to set processes better. And I have a dream by the end of the year, I really want to get into another type of business too. So I'm trying to make a lot of things automated in my business so that I could be free. Because I really believe if the business can't run without you, you don't have a business, you have a job. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's easy to get caught up in that, man. And that's, you know, what I'm working on right now. And I just came back. The one thing I realized, this is something I still have a lot of work to do myself 
on. Like I was gone for 10 days. Right. And I always make the mistake of being like, Oh no, I'm going to work. I'll be available. I can do this. I can do that. But I get there and, and I'm in central America, like hours away from any city. And the internet is terrible. Like I can get like 10 minutes at a time before it shuts down because there's like eight other people there trying to use this terrible internet. And, you know, by day three, I'm like, all right, screw it. I'm, I'm not even going to try anymore. And guess what? Nothing went wrong, right? Like mm. I came back, my office is still here. The business is still moving. And it's like, I do this thing where I get in my head where I think I'm like, way more important than I really am. And uh, it was a huge revelation for me where it's just like, all right, let's take some time when I get back to like figure out what Nick really needs to be doing, you know, because I have a lot of goals outside of business. I want to spend more time with my kids, more time Mm -hmm. with my wife, um, taking care of myself more, whether it's, you know, meditating, exercising, relaxing, reading, whatever it is, those things that really like, like you talked about those things that really fulfill, you know, who you really are, what you're really trying to do that brings like true happiness. Cause it's not the revenue from the Amazon business. You know, it's not those things for me, you know, it's, it's these other things that mm-hmm. can kind of get mixed up. And, um, it's definitely something I have a lot of work to do on. And, uh, that's beautiful stuff. At least you're acknowledging it. I can't tell you how many people I know running this business. They don't even acknowledge that side. It's just, it's a drug. It's become so easy just to get so into the more revenue I can do. But what I hate is I hate having how I feel dictated by what the numbers on a spreadsheet say. Right. Oh man. Or checking like our, I don't know, the cash cow, hello profit, whatever people are using to check that dictates how I'm feeling. And oh gosh, I don't like that. Yeah. Well, man, I know we've got like, we've got this really great community of entrepreneurs around us as well, right? Like how has that played into your success from a business perspective, but more importantly, like your personal life, right? Like I know for me, I think it's great to be surrounded by other members in this community that we're a part of that, you know, it's how you and I met right? Like we wouldn't know each other. Maybe we probably still would. Something would have brought us together, but you know, the MDS is what made it happen, right? Like how does that play into your life and your business? Sure. Um, so I shared already, um, the power of what happened when I met someone and he had the answer to my question that all happened through networking. I was at a conference and I went to Orlando and I met the seller. The seller's now part of MDS. And it's really, sometimes we like to do things on our own. And I guess it's like some part, it can be a part of ego too. Like I'll just figure it out myself, but there's a huge benefit in a community. And what I found is even my recent business challenge beyond just people helping me with what some strategies I could do. People are calling me like, Jonathan, how are you doing, man? People that went through my exact challenge recently, even worse than me. I'm like, wait, you went through it worse than me, but you're concerned about me. Like I want, you're more concerned about me when it's happening. It's me than I was about you when it happened to you. And uh, it's really moving to have people that are invested that care about you. It's more, it's, it's like, we all understand what it takes and what kind of like game we're playing. And it's like a big family. I feel like MDS is like a big family and it's beyond just how are you doing on taxes and strategy, but caring about how are you doing as a person and talking about stuff that matters. And then you meet awesome people, you get cool ideas. My philosophy now, after I joined MDS, I changed my philosophy of how I build my business. 
I go, I build the relationships and the relationships build the business. That's nice. the, that's the power I had after I joined MDS. I'm like, this is a incredible community. And I recommend anyone that's starting, what should you do? Well, one of the things you should do is go find other people that are also starting a business, network with them, and then find people that have already built what you want and go learn from them too. And what's going to happen is the other thing is when you're surrounded by people that are, even if they're ahead of you is the best, it starts to normalize that level. It's not this inconceivable thing that I don't know if I could do or not. It's like, well, shoot, if they can do it, I can do it. Yeah. And that belief, once you get that belief, oh, now you're, as I talked about before my experience selling stuff on the street when you're in the zone, once you get that belief, I can do it. It's like that train, right? That train wants to go up. I don't know the children's story. That train wants to go up. I think, I think, I think I can. At one point, it's like, I know I can do it. Oh, that's yeah. powerful. Once someone knows they can do something, watch out. Yeah. And so for me, MDS is like, I get amazing strategies, tactics, opportunities. I meet people. But it's also like just being around these kind of people creates this power and this belief that we can do more than we think we can. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's a great way to explain it. And I just feel so fired up whenever I'm really networking with that community and whether it's a virtual event or an in-person event, like I've never been, motivation is like a little fickle, right? Like you can't really depend on motivation and maybe it's something else. But when I come back from an event, it's like I'm motivated for like mm -hmm. at least 90 days, you know, mm -hmm. like it, I'm just so inspired, so motivated and just so fired up. Um, and before COVID, it was almost like, it was like event to event. Like it had enough juice in the tank to keep me going from each event. So mm -hmm. I'm super excited to get back, uh, to these in-person events and, and just kick it with such a great community of people, man. Um, Jonathan, thank you so much for coming on. You are an amazing individual. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Uh, if anybody wants to get in touch with you, uh, how can they find you, man? Uh, probably Facebook is the best message me. Jonathan Jesper, I believe I'm one of the only ones. If you see this video, you'll know what my face is like. Um, I have a Japanese wife, pretty cute kids. So uh, hit me up there. I'm happy to help any way I can. All right, Jonathan. Thanks again, man. Looking forward to talking to you again real soon. Yeah, man. I'm excited to see you in Mexico. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm stoked for that one, man. Glad you guys are coming. Yeah, man. It's going to be fun. Thanks for having me on. Are you a million dollar seller looking to network with like-minded entrepreneurs? Apply for membership now at milliondollarsellers.com. Leave us a review and subscribe now so you don't miss out on next week's episode.